0: Your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motor Studio is remote today at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Mac Trillo and I on hand for the 30th annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. This is the 10th year I've played in it, so that's one third. Huh? Oh, whenever you want, Adam. It's up to you. Up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get some stuff done. Ah, uh, there we go. All right. We gotta do surprises. Hey. Okay. You know, uh, better than yesterday. Yesterday was not pretty. Okay. There we go. That's okay. Yesterday, yesterday was not pretty. Uh, today was better. Uh, so, which I played, with, you know, I played with, you know, I played Bill and Craig. That's Steve Eggles. Yeah. I play with great guys.
2: That, that right, right there puts you in a tougher situation. Certainly, yeah. You Yeah, to deal with as a team. So, I mean, we fought from behind. No. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. So, uh, what, what, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, big news for us today is, as, as you probably heard, we were able to give away the $25,000. Yes, yeah. we just had him on earlier with yes. us. So,
1: Barry Durg got the $25,000 home. One first time ever for us. which was big news. Yeah, it was incredible news. And we had him on, and he donated... He's donating some of it back to the Y, oh, awesome. Very good. which he, yeah, you know, and which, which and that I looked at him and said, in other words, you're telling me the right guy did it. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's that's really cool. But that's the Purdy's are about family and about community. Right. And it was great because I saw Harrison and Grant yep. come out today, and, and they were AJ and Owner over here. That's great. You know, but that's what you know. But you're about family and community. So, when you see what this did last year during the toughest of times, oh, yeah. where it raised, what, over $20,000, yeah, yeah. what did that tell you about the community and also what you've established with this?
2: Yeah, it really just, to me, it says a lot about the community. Obviously, we get you know, we couldn't do this without all these folks showing up. That's right. And all the support from, you know, the number of larger sponsors we had, the Birdie Eagle sponsors, and everybody that. You know just participating, you know, and taking time out of their day and their lives and, and money out of their pockets or from their businesses to come support this event and to be able to do this for you know 30 years now is on the day and, and the amount of money that we'll raise today which again we're hoping to be over 20,000, right um, you know goes to the y helps with all the kids programs and all the you know all the things for children that couldn't afford from the programs at the y it goes to help offset those costs and, and to me it just feeds volumes of our community and, and how much you know, everybody in this community is willing to support causes and organizations like the YRC right? and they're giving the time of their time and money.
1: What, what kind of tribute this, does this continue to be, Adam, for your grandfather?
2: I uh, just, I think it just speaks again like volumes to his character and the kind of person he was. Uh, yeah. 30 years after his passing, everybody's still coming out. You know, I still hear stories about him from folks that knew him. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to know him, you know, up until 12 or 13 years of, of age for me. Um, and, and the, the fact that we're able to do this in eye is just, you know, just great.
1: When you look at, at the day, the turnout, uh, you know, we talked about how heartening all of all of this happens to be. What has it been about the greater YMCA that has allowed it to be a prime beneficiary of this over the last few years?
2: You know, I think it's everything the Y stands for. I mean, they're obviously very active in the community and promoting that healthy lifestyle for you know, people of all ages. And, and our tournament focuses on... You know, the youth aspect and providing funds for the children's programs. Um, But really, they serve people of all ages and they're just a great um, steward of our community. And and everybody, I think everybody that's here either has participated in activities at the Y or has family members that that use the Y and benefit from it.
1: Well, it's the 30th, and for me, this is my 10th. So I've been here one third of the time, and it's something that uh, every year I consider to be uh, like you have like primary events and secondary. This has always been a primary event for me, so they because I, I think it's that special. I think the Purdies are that special, the community is that special. So thank you so much for the organization that goes behind this. To make it happen, because here's the payoff right yeah, here. Yeah,
2: and thank you. I mean, you, you guys are doing, I and mean, not only you on the show, somebody broadcasting, been a great supporter, and really helping get the word out there and spread the word. And I think just, you know, you coming here and doing your show from the tournament adds an element for everybody, and it, and it keeps a little buzz going. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a great day, and we're just really thankful that again everybody comes out and brings
1: us together. We'll look forward to number 31. How about I'm, that? Start, oh yeah, we'll start
2: planning about a month or two
1: so. Sounds, Adam. Thank you so much. I know you have a lot more work to do. Appreciate it. Everything you do all the time, every day in the community, and also for your great support of our show because you are our primary Monday sponsor and it means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Adam Purdy joining us here at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. So what we'll do is we'll take a break. Uh, We'll talk some sports, which means, you know, you know, uh, (laughs) we'll talk some sports uh, do Yankees qualify as a sports team? I mean, it's just more like a business? I, I can
3: tell you Andrew Heaney doesn't. But whoever stepped up for him last night for Derek for, uh, Cole okay, it's joined that. The, okay, it's the Orioles you're playing. You're playing the Orioles. That's why I said Andrew you're Heaney's planning, not on that level.
1: they are playing the Orioles. <laughs> I
3: know who they're playing.
1: I mean, <laughs> and Dick and Milton, I'm sorry, but they're playing the Orioles. Oh, and, he knows. And he knows. He said, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> believe me, I'm well aware. All right, we'll come back. Susquehanna Valley Country Club, what a beautiful view. Boy, it's amazing when, like, like the block leaves, how you can see the whole valley. Get the lingerie on the deck, call the janitor when the suit was here. I didn't realize it was a second mountain range over here. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Murph family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sudbury Motors Company in the Northport Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SummaryMotors.com, selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. West Wayne Valley Country Club. And we're interrupting the awards here. Play by play call of the day, Simone Biles wins broadcast. Doing an easier this routine loses about four-tenths of
3: a point, but thus far it's been fabulous.
0: Was there ever a doubt? Yes,
3: and that's the point. Yeah, but as soon as I saw her today, I I had absolutely no doubt that we would see what we typically see
1: from this young woman. Typically see to uh, a point, I mean, she fairly admits she watered the down, uh, you know, which she should. She needed to. She couldn't do that. That
3: was the right approach.
1: I think we need to turn the speakers down for everybody. That way that we're not interrupting what they're doing here. There we go. I think that works out a lot better for them and for us. Yeah. Uh, they're handing out awards. Most of these are legit. And
3: first place, uh, hey, I'm happy. <laughs> I won third place with you guys last yeah, year. And me, Chad, and Sister and well, just won second place with the 66 today. That's great. I'm happy.
1: That is great. Uh, congratulations to everybody. All right. So, and of course, we got the hole in one from Barrett. I got close to the pin, so to the uh, pin now coming three. up, things like that. Right. All right, yeah. so. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> that would qualify, by the way, closest to the pin. Yeah. When you have to reach down and pick it up and the pin is muffled <laughs> against it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And, awesome. and another picture with the happy Gilmore check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well done. But that's why you do it. I mean, this thing has been there for... Ever since I've been here. It's that's always right. been there. Nobody's ever won it.
3: Yeah. And I never knew that either. That is really, really awesome. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, so I was telling you about the home. There was another tournament I was in. Zimmerman, the former... $100, $100, $100, um, Denver, reliever for the pirates dave justice was in the tournament and he got up to the hole and he hit a hole-in-one. And he didn't qualify to five, win. You want to know why? on a Diedler. mulligan. Oh. Mulligans don't count. <laughs> he had took he had taken a second shot on a mulligan. Wow. And he knocked it in for a hole-in-one. And it was now on what is number 12 on the weight course at Penn State. Uh, okay. okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Motor so. auto detail, Dan
1: Mahoney. All right. Uh, Danny, way to go. Dan Mahoney, <laughs> big-time player. Gets it done. Closest
3: to the pin, hole number 11. Uh, Echo Show, Brad. Brett Stiebler.
1: Ah, Brett, congratulations. Uh, Walked up and put it down one foot from the hole as a hand wedge. No? (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Brett. Congratulations
3: um right. longest drive, oh, number 12, longest drive. Gift card, and right. oh man see chad had a very good yeah. drive on 12 so i thought he had a chance for that one yeah. well, congratulations i always laugh about the straightest drive
1: the straightest drive is always longest on what on seven yes seven and the suit almost won he was a foot away from the line, and he hit this wicked slice up over the trees, and it came back down on the other side of the trees, and it bounced. And we were like, like, like I said, there's no way in the God's green earth you can call that straightest
3: drive. No. <laughs> and he had a couple of those today, too. Yeah, but, Although, Steve, I have to tell you, Chad did have one of our other shots of the day. Of course, this is a scramble. So we're on the green, and we're about to find the ball that we're going to play with. So we hit the ball we weren't to, and one hand one and putt from long ways out for birdie. And we ended up counting that. Good. There you go.
1: So now we're finding out how you won the 50 bucks.
3: Just up there messing around doing stuff. So that did help. Very, very nice. Chad well, carried us today.
0: He deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, Way to go, Chad. Great job. Great job.
1: All right. All um, right so we have a lot of other things to talk about today as well adam's thanking the crowd here there's a lot of other other elements to talk about obviously expansion is going to be something with what texas and oklahoma did it really caused a. Uh, I don't know, obviously it was a seismic move the question is whether it's the kind of seismic move that creates other moves or does it create a thinning of the herd and here's what I mean by thinning of the herd. Does Power 5, which currently encompasses 65, suddenly become Power 5 encompassing 57 with the other eight Big 8 schools not qualifying in the Power 5 realm? Because to me, a landing spot of, of the American doesn't do it I think combining with American schools doesn't do it. I think it, you know, and monetarily, and this, you know, and this is something that uh, Jack, myself, Ronnie and Mike were talking about yesterday, I said this is what you have to be concerned about if you are a fan of Olympic sports at these other schools. Um, and. Because if Bob Bowlesby is telling you when he sits down to discuss future finances, and his words were, you may need a fifty percent haircut. Well, a fifty percent haircut drops all these big 12 schools below 20 million a year. Well, if you're dropping below 20 million, and I think it could be 25 to 30. Uh, where do you make up for that? You don't make up for that with by finding additional revenue because it's not there. This is it. You do it by then thinning your herd and looking around saying, we can't carry all these sports, which means we can't carry these scholarship athletes. I mean, and the entire deal goes on because all these schools in the in the Big 12 are like everybody else in the Power Five they all lost eight figures last year now they're all in a makeup mode well you can make it up because they're going to get their money I mean they're going to get their money for 21 22 23 but then after that the potential is to fall off the cliff and there is no move they can make unless individual. There's no move they can make collectively that gets them back to that number of 377, which uh, in two years will be 40 million. So there's no way you're going to get back. 117. Hey yo man, that's not mine. No. <laughs> uh, but that you know, there's no way you can get that money back. So now you're going to be operating, and again, he's told them expect a 50 percent haircut, and he's—I think he's being conservative. I think it's more than that. I think it's going to be a minimum of 60, 65 percent. I can see it. And that's it'd be, so if, for example, let's take wrestling. Okay, wrestling is huge in Oklahoma State wrestling is huge at oklahoma state right oh yeah do you keep it
3: 58
1: you're, you're down 25 million dollars do you keep it i can tell you right now what doesn't happen at oklahoma state
3: they don't make money off wrestling they lose it in droves which is amazing to think about but yeah it's true why
1: is it he says to me it's amazing to think that wrestling loses money what, are you kidding? They have no TV contract. They have no radio contract. They have nothing. Okay. All well. they do, like everybody else, they sell tickets. They don't have a contract for anything. I think Oklahoma State, I think... Did Oklahoma State has a, maybe a contract with Flow Wrestling? That may help them make up for it. The problem with the Big Ten, for example, is because of the Big Ten network, they will not allow Penn State for other matches to have a Flow Wrestling contract. Right? That's where it, with Flow Wrestling, Penn State could make up some of the deficit it has right now in wrestling. Without question, because Flow Wrestling wants to carry Penn State. But because of the Big Ten Network contract and the rights, they're not going to cede the rights to Penn State Wrestling, to Flow Wrestling, and so that's why it's not going to happen.
3: Well, that certainly makes sense. I didn't know that about Ohio State not having the TV and radio, so that makes a lot of sense on Well,
1: I'm, g- I'm, talking, about Ohio. I'm talking about Oklahoma Oh,
3: Oklahoma State, I'm sorry. Oklahoma yeah, State. So, yeah.
1: They don't have it. Nobody does. Right. There's no TV, there's no t- except for Flow Wrestling, there's no TV contract for wrestling. Hey, no, it's, you get what you get. Right. There's no, there's no TV contract for ice hockey. The TV contracts are really signed out to football and men's basketball, essentially, in terms of budget lines. I mean, women's basketball, same thing. And the women's basketball report came out yesterday about the NCAA, which, you know, land based a lot of different things. I'll be honest with you. I read, I read parts of the report. And based on what I know, it doesn't make sense. It's not completely accurate. Mm. Okay, it's all on emotion, and it's not completely accurate. I said I sat there and looked at. I know some of the reasons why. Okay, which I'm, uh, to be frank with you, I can't get into because the person I know that told me, I implicitly trust. All right, and knows what's going on, but I'm not going to get into what they, what they say because that's not right. But I can tell you, you know, in certain terms, I read the report, it doesn't match up with what I know. And that was all done on emotion. And they're talking about what the value of the women's tournament can be and so forth. Maybe that's true. I don't know, 80 to 120 million a year. I'm like, okay. But who's bidding for it? And that's the biggest thing they're going to get year-round. In the bidding process, who's going to bid? It's always about the competition when you bid. Fox was able to bid against ESPN, and they each got Tier 1 and Tier 2 rights for the Big 10. The competition created that. Having one entity, and the ability to split contracts, the NHL made more money because they could split the contract between ESPN and Turner. The NBA can make more money because they split the contract between ESPN and Turner. Why do you think the NCAA basketball men's tournament contract is off the charts numerically? It's not just because of CBS. CBS, Mac could not afford that. Oh sure. But because Turner got in and they can draw off cable system money, right? Subscriber money. That allowed the NCAA men's tournament number to go up because now you combine the CBS bid over the year with Turner's subscriber money and now you can you can get the big payout that you have. The question would be is whether you know, they claim that it can be between eighty one and one hundred like fifteen million the women's tournament for a year but somebody has to bid that man I and I've, no, I've talked to enough network people along the way they don't want to bid for it what's the competition what is the competition and uh, I, I would hope they would get it but I, I read this report and to be honest with you there's a lot of based on what I know inaccuracies in that NCAA
0: report amazing All
1: right? and the reason there are inaccuracies in it is that they kind of delivered what i get a feeling that what was delivered was what they wanted delivered okay i'll there tell you, you i'll tell you off here what the inaccuracies are right and the inaccuracies have to be honest with you actually have almost nothing to do with the men's tournament basketball committee of course almost none of it does all right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: I just got the old. You're still on? And I'm driving in the car, and I'll say, Yeah, you still on. <laughs> it's great to be with all of you today. here at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club for the 30th Annual Truman H. Party Memorial Golf Tournament benefiting the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. The It was in the 20 to 30,000 range last year. It's probably going to be in the same range again this year to benefit the Y. Barrett had a hole-in-one on number three today with an eight iron. Congratulations to him. That is phenomenal. It's the first time in the thirty years that it has happened here. We do know who was who, who had been the closest. <laughs> they had at one point been me. That's right.
2: That
1: was yeah. me. I was the one. Yeah. Um, but you know and there he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I asked Doug to come over. I and fortunately, you know. Uh, the shirt does not stick out. He's incognito.
0: <laughs> we are fantastic. It is great to see you. What an awesome sight up here. You mentioned it before, Steve.
1: Oh, it is a beautiful sight. Now, I mean, once the suit left, and I was like, wow, look at the scenery.
0: I mean, I thought that there was another mountain that had been moved here. Oh, my Almighty!
1: It's unbelievable how some people cast a large shadow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> More <than> once, okay. <laughs>
1: Doug, how have you been? I've been very well. My goodness, you guys have done a great show today. It's a whole and one. That's terrific. Isn't that it great? It. It's wonderful. How excited are you to get back to a fall schedule? for Bucknell football and the the feeling of normalcy that goes with it. Oh,
0: I, I see Matt Catrillo doing the Raise the Roots. So, <laughs> <laughs> inside, I am extremely thrilled. You know, Bucknell starts its football practices this Friday. 7-9 yeah. at Christian and Memorial Stadium. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, I know you all had the, had the opportunity to have a fall season last yeah. year, Steve, but uh,
1: to be, great to be able to get back to play football. Yeah, I was, uh, what, a year ago next week when they told us no football. And we're looking at each other like, what? All right. Then later they told us we do have football. <laughs> and instead of playing in the winter and the spring, we're going to play in the fall. And we're going to go right after Christmas. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I, Jack and I just do what they tell us. They tell us that we have to be in Indiana October 24th a year ago. We show up at Indiana on October 24th. This time September 4th, we're showing up in Madison, Wisconsin. Have you had a chance to talk with Dave Chakini? Because when you when you go through a spring and you play as opposed to just practicing, what adjustments might he make to fall camp, Doug? Because he played instead of practicing in the
0: spring. I think the biggest thing is, and, and some of it's mandated by the NCAA rules, They've become even more stringent in of making sure people aren't injured, which is that, that's everybody's goal. Right. Um, so some of that yeah,
1: they're knocking off with three hitting practices, I
0: think is the number, I think it's down to 18. He said that there are only nine total practices, at least at the FCS level, that you'll be able to be in full pack nine, Okay. And one of those is going to be a sprint. Right, sure. So some of that is going to be mandated by the NCAA. However, I think that the biggest thing is the point of having the contact overall in the practices that you can have contact because these guys, their bodies have just been brutalized. Yeah. So. You know, now, now Bucknell is a great group of seniors, so that's going to be, you know, yeah. the numbers are going to be interesting in terms of the experience level. Mm-hmm. You we'll know, have the numbers in terms of freshmen, but to be able to have that experience level, that's going to be tough, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But I do think that that's probably the biggest thing see. Yeah. Not, you know, as few of Opportunities that you're going to have hitting it may actually be
1: curtailed the more than Well, this, is, yeah, and it's interesting as you mentioned defense. Not hitting
0: as often
1: usually means that the first couple of games that happens to be where the tackling takes place because you're doing less tackling in the preseason. Now we all know what the what the, what the survey. This is not a complaint. I'm just explaining how it works. They'll tell you because of the amount of hitting that takes place in practices, which, by the way, is exponentially less than people realize. It's way less than people realize. People think you're just belting each other every day of the week. No, it's not even close. Okay? That's not how it works. I mean, even with Joe. Joe didn't do it. Joe, especially his latter part of training camp, Joe tapered off dramatically in the last, like, 10 days of training camp. Um, but there are no two days but you end up getting your tackling in the games so and when you hear everybody saying, oh our team can't tackle well every fan base is saying that because nobody's tackling well because you're not really used to the repetition of doing it and that is the everything has an, an unintended consequence it's the right decision to hit less because of concussions that's the right decision but it also brings with it the consequence of you're not going to be as sharp tackling in the first couple of games.
0: Exactly. You know, you all had a great golf outing, and you're benefiting the YMCA. Pretty folks are awesome and stuff. Um, there was a golf outing on Saturday over the Buxtel Golf Course, okay. up the road. Uh, the football program at Buxtel, the main recipients of all the fundraising that was going on, it's the Bud Rank Tom Gad Memorial Kickoff Classic. So I was talking with Dave there on Saturday, and I asked him about tackling in particular. Okay. Dave, and that was one thing that he really did admit, particularly considering the fact that they will only have nine full practices in terms of, you know, uh, full contact and so forth. Yeah, and I, I said. Have you noticed that tackling as a whole has changed from, say, when you played in yeah. the '90s to today? And he said, "Yeah," and he gave, and I know you would agree with this. He gave credit, or dubious credit, as the case may be, to ESPN into sports center highlights yeah. and so many kids wanting to make that highlight package, yeah and they would launch themselves yeah. and now we've kind of just seen everything spiral down because of that. now coaches don't have as many practices there isn't as good a tackle right as tackling a goal i mean there are some kids that are just sure. in the middle of town but there isn't for the most part so yeah <laughs> that's something that the coaches have to deal with so uh, here's one for you <laughs> this is always very hard
1: for fans to accept there are some people that are really good at tackling and some people just aren't (laughs) nobody ever takes that stuff into account sometimes like that guy over there can really tackle and no matter how often you work with those three guys can't do it Because they're just not good at it. They're not good though.
0: It's interesting you say that. Bucknell had a kid who just graduated. Actually, he's going to be playing his le- his extra year at Eastern Michigan University yeah. the American Conference on the Day. gray on the gray field. On the gray field in Italy, <laughs> 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 and you know Brandon Vincent was a great yeah. Pilot. He would make the stops, and I think that that is soon. And Gavin Pringle is very good. When he comes up in his quarterback position, he can really tackle well. But like you said, there is an art to tackle.
1: Yeah, some people are good at it. Brandon Smith is a tremendous tackler. I'm not going to get into a couple guys I'm not so sure about. I don't care whether I see him on Tuesday or I see him on Saturday. (laughs) All right, we'll come back, wrap it up from the Susquehanna Valley Country Club in a moment. On News Radio 1070 WKLK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. There has been a massive drought for the United States in the women's 800 meters at the Olympic Games. That drought is about to be over, or is it? Yes, it is. A thing mo from Trenton, New Jersey is an Olympic champion. 155-22. And Raven Rogers comes storming home. What a finish from Raven to grab bronze. A thing mo. That's the American record by the 19-year-old. She shrugged off youth and inexperience and delivered a virtuoso performance. on NBC with somebody who's been a guest on our show before. Otto Bolden was in the show. Oh, okay. we that Otto, Otto Bolden on the show yeah Yep. And uh, they're doing a great job of calling track. The question is whether anybody's watching it.
3: Well, last night that was on NBC. Yeah. That was on the primetime NBC last night, but a majority of it has been on USA Network. Hey,
1: the, again, here's, here's the big problem. Uh, and I... And, this has nothing to do with outside factors or anything like that. But you've got to be able to put together something where the fan knows where to find it. If the fan doesn't know where to find it, you can't make you can't make the audience work for it. As I pointed out, this show is on every day three to five. And you know, Dar, you know, and of course <laughs> they were kidding me. Uh, season was kidding me about uh, oh, it's four forty-five. He's still in the air. <laughs> But they know I'm on every day, 3 to 5. Right? Every day. Uh, so nobody has to search to find it. You know where it is, and you know what time it's going to be on. With the Olympics... It's all over the place. You don't know whether it's live. You don't know it's part of the tape thing. Then they promote something ridiculous all day. Big news coming up tonight. Tune in to NBC. I'm like, I have the Internet. I know. She dropped out. <laughs> all right. So guess what? Not going to be watching.
3: <laughs> and now frustrated Irish fan over here. Now I can't watch the season opener. This is going to be on Peacock.
1: Yeah, have you seen the ratings for Notre Dame football? <laughs> I mean... I'll just say it. That, I'll be honest with you. Notre Dame football and NBC ratings wise, and I'm not saying this as a joke, has been one of the greater disappointments I've seen on television in terms of the ratings because I thought when they got their own contract, they would clean up. And their ratings almost every week are below Fox, ESPN. Wow. I mean, every week. Right? Unless they have one, a blockbuster matchup. You know, when Penn State's been on, they had big numbers. You know, because Penn State went out there in 2006 uh, and, and played with they had Brady Quinn, Jeff, right. Jeff Samarja, who's been in the major leagues for a long time, and uh, and that was a great rating. When they played Michigan, it's been a great rating. USC's a great rating, but that's a game a year. Hey, you're talking about six, sometimes seven games that they have on. Oh, fabulous. They're playing Navy. All right. Which is, they play them every year. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, the rivalry there is just not what it used to be, of course. Well, that doesn't
1: matter. It's it's just in other words. Let's go back to what we've talked about in expansion.
3: What are the three
1: keys in expansion? The three keys are brands, markets, then football, then Mm -hmm. men's basketball. All right, men's basketball being several notches below the football deal. But it's about brands. Navy's wonderful. Navy's wonderful. Everything they do at Navy is special. right? The Army-Navy game is special. But it's not the brand of Navy football that brings with it the casual fan I can't wait to watch Navy play Notre Dame. Right. Hey, great. Oh, Notre Dame's going to be play, playing uh,
3: TCU. Great. Coastal Carolina. Great. Yeah, no, I get it. And part of that is because NBC just has Notre Dame home games, and then when they have a big game at home, they might get beaten out by ESPN or ABC to pick up that game of the week. They got lucky last year because they had Clemson.
1: No, every single time it's at home, it's on NBC. It's not allowed to go anywhere else. ESPN is not. Oh, that's right, yes. ESPN has not done a game in South Bend in 30 years so then that's how they got Clemson right that's how they got the Clemson game so they played Clemson now uh, that was a blockbuster yeah uh, but for the most part the ratings for Notre Dame football usually are in the twos which you sit back and go eee. and look every time I see it I'm surprised by it even to this day I'm surprised by it I'm like going that has gotta be more now nah, nah, given week, they'll play Clemson the prime time game and the number's gonna be 8, 9, 10 something like that um yeah, you know, they're gonna put it on Peacock. If you're gonna start shoving people over to your streaming service, forget it. People, are, I'm gonna buy Peacock. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you what my cable bill is. Okay, but you know, it's somewhere in between um, what you get paid per game for Bucknell football, and uh, and what Barrett won today with a hole in one. Okay. <laughs> But every month you pay that number. You know, and it's a combination of phone, Internet, and whatever. But I'm already paying, I'm already paying,
3: okay, my cable bill. Hey, I'm not paying extra for Peacock. Unless I can get it off somebody else who has it. But that's it.
1: (laughs) Once again, another conversation in the corner office with uh, Captain Subtlety himself. Uh, (laughs)
3: S-U-I-T, that spells
0: suit, Ah! So how do you get around
1: paying. Oh I know. <laughs> I I've got a guy. <laughs> I mean if I wanna if I wanna subscribe to Netflix also su- you know, I, I which I don't All right? although if my kids tell me I can get it. Uh, I'm like whatever. But I don't I don't have a desire to do it. And I don't have a desire to pay for ESPN plus. Nope. None. No desire to pay for Peacock. I already pay a cable bill. But what do I want to do that for? Yep. And, and when they, when they, we're going to force people to do this. Hey, guess what? You don't have to force me to watch. Again, how do you draw an audience? You make it easy for them to see and find. It's as simple as that. I mean, why is Mark on every morning? Mark's on every morning the same time because it's easy to find. Okay, that's why you do everything. Bill. Oh, ah, thanks. Huh? Ah, it's wine. I got to drive though. I got to drive though. I tell you, (laughs) which is really great because see, Bill, Bill has a sophisticated palate. Now, a couple years ago, the suit Kevin Her offered me wine. I said, I said. What's the vintage? He said September. I mean, Bill, it's just—I mean, it's, you're not—you
0: know. No God! Just no good. Just no
1: I'm just saying, God! I'm Oh, homemade, homemade, fabulous. Now, see, I work football with a guy I, I consider to be a wine connoisseur. Jack Ham really knows his wine, Bill. Really knows his wine. Right, you know, he and Joanne go out to nap every year. I mean, he really, you know. So, you know, we'll we'll be out on the road, and I'll say, okay, what's the suggestion? You know, and go because he knows. Yeah, yeah it's fun to know. It does get expensive. uh... It, it, that's why, for example, you know, Kevin Hurry drinks a lot of Diet Pepsi. All right, so. Oh my
0: almighty! <laughs>
1: this guy, this guy was my swing coach today. He has a beautiful swing. He goes down to North Myrtle Beach. when he goes down there he sees sees somebody who checks out a couple little tweaks in the swing makes a big difference it 's still a single digit handicap plays it that way and uh, there you go and every once in a while he 'll put one out there and it 'll motivate Craig to actually put one out there he 'll do. Yeah, he'll dangle that care and Craig's like, I can't, I can't tolerate this. it <laughs> it worked to our benefit. That's why they're fun guys to play with. We have a blast when we're out there. We have a lot of laughs. That's
0: why I'm the younger brother. He's the big brother.
1: He can't, uh, he can't allow you to happen. you know? well, and 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 we kept reminding Craig all day that you were the younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that part we started humming memories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two, I mean, Steve Engel, three phenomenal guys. Yes. That's, that's why I love coming here. When they asked me to be a part of that group, I was thrilled because they're just fun people. The whole point of playing golf is to go out and have some fun. Great day. Yeah, we had a great day. A we did. A lot of fun. Great day, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun out here today. This was this was great out here. Doug, thanks for stopping by. Adam, thanks for stopping by. Barrett, thanks for stopping by. We had a lot of people stop by.